Today's show is brought to you by the people that cast you aside. Why else would you be listening to this podcast unless you were fucking alone? Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one hour, one guest. Today's topic, dating. The wonderful, exhilarating, terrifying, devastating, and stimulating thing we all do in the hopes of finding that special someone or just crushing some sweet tail. We all have our love stories, but most of us, more of us, have horror stories. And here's mine. Since this topic is so vast and varied that there's no way to really pinpoint one unwavering perspective on it. I asked a girl out on Twitter recently, not through a DM, on Twitter, where friends of mine could and did favorite the tweet. Why did I do that? Because I thought she was cool and cute. And what did she say? In so many words, no. And it felt like high school all over again, shot down for what appeared to be the entire world to see. Was I mortified? Slightly. Was I embarrassed? Sure. Was I hurt? Not really, because I've been playing this harsh romantic game for so long, it now just feels like football more than romance. You step on the field, you will be bruised, there will be blood, and hopefully some sex. And hey, maybe even love. So we all get up to love and fight another day, and also have our hearts fucking broken. And my guest today has told me a heartbreak story or two. He's someone I met roughly nine years ago in New York City where so many comics used to first meet in front of the dingy facade of the late, fabulous Boston Comedy Club. I found him hilarious then, and that has not changed in any way. He's one of the many impressive versions of what you could call a triple threat as a writer. As a writer, he was one of the masterminds behind 65 episodes of Chappelle's show, and he also co-created it. Uh, he's also written for immensely popular shows like Funnier Die Presents and Keenan and Kel. His film works include directing Jeremy Piven and Will Farrell in The Goods and co-writing the movie Half-Baked, which remains being one of my favorites to this day. Finally, his one-hour special entitled Women and Black Dudes showcases him doing what I like seeing him do most, stand-up comedy. Neil Brennan. Yeah. 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 Are you? I thought that was never going to end. Your intro or the whole thing? Well, no, I just like how you said that I wrote for Keenan and Kel. Also, we didn't do no 65 episodes. We did 25. It said 65 on IMDb. No, we did we did 28. I guess 65 would be a lot. But no, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, three seasons. I guess 20-some mm-hmm. episodes per season. 2.3 seasons. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm saying really like I didn't know the story. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Did it go up? What happened? What's now it was just canceled regular, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we ran it. People gave up on it. <laughs> People turned their back. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, well, okay, well, twenty three episodes then. Yeah, twenty five. Whatever. Felt we like sixty five though. Felt like sixty five. Yeah. Uh, look, they were all good, Neil. And that's you, all buddy. that counts. Uh, Neil was saying right when he got here, I quote: "Podcasts are the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. It is the worst." And way. this is from a guy who has a podcast, mm-hmm. and it's the whole thing is embarrassing i should have plugged your podcast i'm sorry called the champs the champs uh we're finally popular okay good we're finally like in regularly in the top 30 that's great yeah that's great uh yeah it's it's a nightmare it's a consistent booking people is a nightmare going 
meeting them, cajoling them to come, them calling them outside. Where do yeah. I park? I know. What? I know. Where y'all at? I know. And then it's a lot. It's all black dudes. That's the premise of the show. We only interview black guys, and um, they don't even know what podcasts are a lot of the time. <laughs> and I, I say that it's just they just don't are like what. Donnell always says it like black some black people don't fuck with technology. <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, some of your guests think is happening when they show up if, if they don't? Well, what they finally get. They kind of get it. They, right. I mean, most of them get it, but like, I will straight, I will straight up go get text back going, "The fuck is a podcast?" Really? Yeah. Really? Yep. Can you tell me anybody that said that? D. Ray Davis. He said, comedian. "The fuck is a podcast?" Yeah. Really? Yep. So it's just not a part of a black black culture life. as much as it is white culture. No, not really? even close. Okay. You know what? My old manager told me when I was thinking about starting this podcast, and it was probably a year before I did. I was just like, what's the fucking point? There's so many. And he was like, no, there's not so many. You think there's so many because you're a comic. And it seems like everybody has one because all your com comedian friends have mm -hmm. one. But in the world itself, podcasts are not that huge of a thing. No, they're not that huge. But, I mean, I love that we're all good at talking. Yeah. I love that we're just like, oh, no, no, we're all great at talking. We're going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's consistently, it's mostly comics in the top 20. I love it because it's, I feel like it's a return, and it's what we're trying to do with this show, uh, to traditional talk radio. I always loved AM yeah. talk radio, uh, which eventually just went the way of the dodo or became really hard. Screaming and... Screaming political yeah. stuff or whatever. But I used to love when it was just, I used to deliver pizzas at night when I was in college. And I, I make, loved. I believe that. Go yeah, ahead. you believe it. You know, Philly. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave. delivering hoagies, son. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I delivered pizzas, and it was just like I loved it. You drive around, and like a guy would come on the radio and go, "Today's topic: dating." And uh, and then people would call in and be like, "You know, you're right on the money, man. I agree with everything you say." Or people yeah. would call in and be like, "You know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about?" Yeah, I I actually went there. Are I'm always mean to listen to more talk radio than I do. But it is hard to find good talk. I like it. It always anymore. makes me think of premises. Yeah. It always makes me think of jokes, and yeah. I never do it. It doesn't really exist anymore. No. Nope. I mean, even on, even on like Sirius Satellite, which I thought was going to really bring a lot of it back, there isn't really like a talk station. You know, there's Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez and, and Stern and those shows, but like there's not like a talk station on there. Yeah. You know? Um, I guess that's there's a new one called Stand Up that Pete Dominic's on, and I yeah. think... No, it's not. His show is called Stand Up. The Station, whatever. I think that's going to be like their new sort of podcasty. Oh, good. Which is right. funny to hear radio saying we're going to be more podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get me a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, dating. Uh, this is why we're here. You picked this topic. I wasn't surprised that you picked this topic when I sent you the list of topics. Yeah. Because uh, as I said in your intro, you told me a couple of heartbreak stories. I, I find you to be... Would you say a hopeless romantic in a certain way? You got a bit of little bit of that that old romantic streak streak in you. I would like to I would like it to work. Mm -hmm. I would really like it to work. I I got honestly, I'm I I I fell in love with a girl for the first time two years ago. Right. And that's the first time. How old are you now if you don't 40. Mind? You're 40. Yeah. It took till 38. Yeah. So there's hope for me because I'm 36 yeah. and it's still, I've loved people and I've had relationships, but I don't, I've, nothing's worked out so far. But yeah, what I realized is that it takes, first of all, 
the shit's impossible. <laughs> like that's a, but it, what's impossible about it is you got to find somebody. What I realized with the girl that I was in love with is like, it's, it takes, you got to have shit in common. Right. Which I didn't, for a long time, I, 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 uh, inadvertently had low expectations. Right. I think a lot of guys have low expectations right. for what girls can be like. Right. So you just, it's like, you always hear guys go like, well, they're all crazy. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so guys assume that girls are going to be crazy and you assume that they're going to be a pain in the butt. Right. And they're going to be a little talky and chatty and they're going to talk more than you want. They're going to be needy and all that stuff. But what I found is with that girl, I was like, oh, shit. All right. Um, there is a whole nother type. I mean, I don't, I don't, there's not, I, I haven't met a ton of them, but. What was the thing about her? I mean, I know there was probably many things, but yeah. what was the one thing that really popped at first? The first thing that made you say, oh, this is not like everybody else. This is different. We could talk forever. That's great. Yeah. That is about great. really interesting. She was getting a mass she was getting a master's in psychology. Right. And uh we would talk for we could just talk endlessly. That's so yeah. important. I think that's more important than anything. I almost think that's more important than like sexual it's chemistry. Of course it's, the thing I always tell people is if you fuck a lot, you're fucking five percent of the relationship. Right. That's if you fuck a lot. Right, right. Yeah. It's mostly just it's like I, I tried to joke it didn't really work, but I was like, you want to know what a relationship is going to be like? Just don't think about the sex. Just right now, just drive to a diner, sit in silence for a half an hour, mm -hmm. and then ask her about her sister. <laughs> and that's what a relationship is going to be. Yeah. Like, that's ultimately where you're headed. So it's like, do you like being around them? And, right. then, and then also, like, just talking. Right. Just fucking, we could talk a lot. Yeah. And, and she wasn't uh dogmatic in right. her beliefs like she would she was open to she was just like yeah you know she wasn't she wasn't like she was willing to admit what people are like i think right. i think a lot of time and 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 that's important well um, I, yeah no it absolutely is uh it's it's you know it's funny because you know the cliche obviously is opposites attract you know, you yeah, want, no, they don't. Yeah, and it's just not true. Like when I'm with an opposite, I I want to wring their horrible. neck. It's yeah, the worst thing ever. Yeah, opposites uh, can fuck for like three weeks. Yeah, you can have that sort of that sort of stupid romantic comedy energy where you're yelling at each other, and then like there's that like I'm gonna kiss you right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that whole stupid thing. Yeah, that's possible with opposites. The other thing that's possible with opposites is you know you can meet somebody that. That sort of gets you to brush the dirt off your shoulder once in a while, or, or uh, you know, maybe gives you a darker perspective on things if you're a really bright type of person. But I do think you need the like-minded person. The best girls I've ever dated were the. I remember there was one girl. She would stay at my apartment sometimes, and she'd be there for twenty-five hours, and I didn't care. There was no part of yeah, me that was like, you get gotta out of here. be. I always say like, I when I'm looking in one direction and the girl is out of my peripheral vision i want to feel good energy yep. you know what i mean like i want to know i it's i want them around right. and it's hard to find somebody because men and women are very different that's the thing gary shanling one time did a joke he goes 
they're the opposite sex. They're not different. Mm-hmm. They're the opposite. Yeah. And that's how it feels a lot of time where it's like, just like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do any of the shit you want to do. Right. Well, I, I totally agree with that concept of the opposite thing. That's really, really insightful for something that we probably all should have figured out. Uh, and I love that. But it's like, here's what kills me is, and I think it would make it dating a lot easier. I think the cliches that apply to women and their behaviors are obviously insulting at times. You know, they're all crazy, as you said earlier, yeah. or or she's fucked a lot of guys, so she's a whore, or... You know, women, man, they're just emotional or, you know, yeah, those things can be hurtful to women. They also, though, justify a lot of behaviors with women. You know, girls are able to then say, hey, I'm a girl. This is how we yeah. are sometimes. I really wish guys could get off the hook with stuff like that yeah. once in a while. You know? I, that's the thing I noticed a long time ago. I was dating a girl who was Ital- Italian. She was literally in she lived in Italy. Long story. Um, but uh, but she was like. She was a person first, right? And then she was a woman. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. that's what I kind of look for. Right. Is like, like it's a it's a bit like Patrice's thing of like you got to be more than your pussy, but but um, it's like just be a fucking human being. Don't use the woman thing as a cudgel, because it's not fair. And it also you're 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 contributing to the stereotype you're you're continuing it yeah no i agree i agree well here's the thing let's get back to the opposites thing for a second or the more specifically the similarities thing i have dated so frequently in the pool of entertainment um because i'm a comic and because those are the people i meet i Mm -hmm. meet comic i'm around them that's it it rarely rarely ever works out you know or goes well and i've never dated a comic it's, I've never even made out with a comic. It's tough, man. It's tough because, see, here's the thing. You don't want the opposite, but then you also don't want too similar. Well, that's, yeah, That my worry is always, like, if I'm with a girl who's a comic, we're going to be hanging out, and she's going to be writing snaps about me. Right. In her head. Right. Like, I don't, I when Polar used to always say, like, why don't you date a funny girl? And I was like, because I don't, I got it covered. <sighs> I got that covered. I'm good with fucking jokes. Like I'll like that's I don't need that. Right. Like I'm not short on bits. Right. Yeah. I mean, having said that, I like it's fun to hang out with a girl who's funny and you know what I mean? Like well, Yeah, but here's the thing. Not only do you have the comedy part covered, you, you know, you also have all the other shit covered. You don't need another person there going. So how do you think you get Letterman? Do you know what I mean? Oh, how do oh. you? Should I try to do an hour this year? It's like this is all my shit that I'm thinking about. We don't need to do this together right now. Yeah, you need the person you go to and say, you know, I'm trying to get this special off the ground and it's a hard time. And she goes, sweetie, it'll be fine. It's just like at med school when yeah. I dot dot dot. And they scenario. don't know what they're talking about, but there's a sweetness to it, and it helps. And yeah. it helps because that's what you need. I don't need realism. This is, yeah, this is what I want. This is what I want in a relationship. Did you ever see, did you see the new Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man? No. There's a part where his, uh, you know how Uncle Ben dies in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm not spoiling anything. That's what happens. Uh, there's a part where his uncle leaves him a voicemail. And the whole thing is, is the uncle being like, son, I know I'm not your dad, uh, but take it from an old man. 
life is tough and it, you got to stand up for things and da 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 and you're my hero and no, and he just gives them this perfect speech where he's like I don't know what you're going through right now I don't I I know I'm not your father I know I'm not in your shoes but I can tell you this I've had life experience and this is what I've learned and I love you and you hear this voice and you're like that's what that's the only thing you'd ever want from your significant other you know what I mean just the just the the motherly slash fatherly thing of I support you, I love you, I'm going to try to relate. If I don't relate, teach it to me. Help me understand what it is. But what you don't need a lot of the time is someone going, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because that's when the, the don't you think you're being needy right now? Those, start, those comments start to come out. Oh, get over it. And that's being said because they're pissed off that they didn't get fucking Fallon or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and it's 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 so tough, man. God damn, it's so tough. I always said my perfect. You religion. shouldn't have you thought about not doing it anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, many times. And how far did that get you? Um, I also don't want to I mean, bump into people. Meaning, I don't want to date a girl, and then I'm always looking for like an exit strategy. Meaning, like once we're done, I don't want to like be with a nut on a date a girl comes to see me and then you're there the girl i used to date's there and it's just like, and she's on before me right a right. comic bringing yeah. me up yeah yeah your ex-girlfriend's bringing you up yeah the girl you cheated on her, her with yeah is, it's like right i just don't you. want i like fucking <laughs> like it's just a mess yeah yeah it's um i look i've tried to, to i've tried to not to, it's not fucking heroin you know i've not done it and i've done it um i seemingly always end up doing it at least a couple times a year because <laughs> how many female comics are there more than you'd think <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm not and i don't say that as like uh i'm not stroking my dick over here i'm not doing a pimp thing no I, it doesn't sound fun yeah so I, I, don't worry it's about just it. been the only kind of girls i've dated for a long time yeah. um because because that's all i'm ever around yeah you know I always say, who who else am I going to try to talk to? The fucking drunk chick who's 22, who's yeah. stumbling up to me. You're funny. Yeah. Do a joke about me next time. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to ask that girl for her number. Yeah. That's annoying. It's stupid. Who else do you meet? You know? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm on a writing job right now. It's like, I'm only around people in the industry. That's yeah. it. They had to make a person or something. The only makeup people I meet are jobs that I'm on. And then you're like, well, I don't want to ask out the makeup girl for my, at my job because then that's weird. What? It's, you're fucking asking out the girls at your other job. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> there's no, but there's no, there's no financial consequence to that. You know, if I date a comic and it goes sour, it's not like a club's ever going to be like, can't book you anymore, buddy. You right. know? How uh, sour do these? Joy Behar said it didn't work. <laughs> you know that's never going to happen. How yeah. many? How sour do these relationships go? They don't go that sour. I'm friends with mostly every female comic I've ever dated or hooked up with. Ever. Yeah. I'm friends with all of them, like all of them. I, yeah. I can't think of one that I'm. Sh I I just had a vision of them all sitting in a room together listening to this podcast, going, "Oh yeah, you you think we all like you? Yeah, asshole. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't have any problems with any of them. Some of them are still dear friends." It's not a secret. Nikki Glazer and I had a had a thing for a little while, and uh, we're still terribly close. She texts me and says, "Like, 
you should ask this girl out. And like, we have that kind of friendship. Yeah. Now. Um, so there are girls out there. I went out with my last girlfriend was a girl named uh, Molly Austin, who's a comic in New York. And, and we're still really close. And, you know, it's, it's never terrible. Yeah. It's just, I always said my perfect girl would be like the perfect girl for me to date. I should say would be like a bartender. She's on my schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, she understands late night hours. She's got a few bumps and bruises from being in the bar environment. She can handle herself. She's probably got a bit of a mouth on her, and I like that. <laughs> uh, you know, but that to me was always like, that would be perfect. You know, and the idea of dating like a doctor or psychologist or something like that is very stimulating to me. But I'm like, what would we do? She'd get home from work. I'd be at work. I'd be coming home from work. She'd be waking up for work. Like, how do you work that schedule out, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you work it out. I, I, the, the, the girl that I was talking about earlier, basically I would just take nights off from standup. Right. To hang out with her. Wasn't she so tired from putting in like 14 hour shifts at a hospital and stuff like that? No, she wasn't. She, well, she was, she was, uh, Native American uh -huh. and she, you know how you hear Native Americans live off casinos sometimes? Yeah. She was one of those people. Okay. So she didn't she didn't have to work. She had a kid. Uh so she had what that work. What was that like? That's interesting. I yeah, no it wasn't as um interesting or like a thing as you would think. Uh-huh. Like it was sort of just like okay. Like uh -huh. she'd go to the baby would go to bed and then we the her daughter would go to bed and then we'd hang out. How old was her baby? Her daughter? 4 4 three, just four. one kid. Yeah. 3 4. Yeah. Was there any weirdness with you being like, are you my daddy? No. That kind of thing? Nope. Nothing like that? No. What'd she call you? Did she, did she call you Neil? She called me daddy. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> but it wasn't weird. There was no weirdness. <laughs> uh, no, uh, she called me Neil. She called you Neil? Yeah. And that was it? Like, no, like, what's, you're, you're my mom's friend? Like, no weird I think I, I don't know. No, not really. She wasn't like that talk. It was, she might not have been, she might have been three. So she wasn't that talky, uh -huh. but she we would get along and are you she, good with kids. All right, like are you good at being like the hi soldier? Blah, 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 you know, uh, kind of yeah, I don't really play that. Uh -huh. That that condescending tone thing, right? I just talk to them like people. So so I'm a three year old. Talk to me. Hey Joe, are having you a my good day, buddy? Are you my daddy? Of course I am. <laughs> but literally, that's it. Hey, how you doing? That's yeah. it. Yeah, okay. well, I'm nice, but I'm not like, oh, I, I'm sure I do throw the, a little bit of that in. I can't do that because I feel so fucking stupid when I do it. The boo-boo talk? Oh, my God, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't. I feel like an idiot. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, it's probably not. It's probably not. People I, think it's weird that I talk to my dog like a person. How do you talk to your dog? Just like, come on, man. I'm your dog. Ready? Go ahead. Dude, come on. Like, you can, let's go. All I got to right. go. Are you my dad, Neil? <laughs> yes, I am my dog's dad. Oh no, my someone made fun of me because I said my dog is my roommate, right, and not my my son. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I that's less creepy to say roommate. I yeah. think. Well, I always joke, I, or always joke. I have a joke in my act about like how bad I am with kids. That like when I talk to my nephews, it sounds like I'm just conducting a job interview. It's just it's just serious questions. It's yeah. like, how are you? Good. You're having a good day? How was school? What's your yeah. good subject? I don't think good? that's wrong. Okay, great. 
Yeah. yeah, good talking to you. We'll yeah. we'll crunch the number. You know, they got yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think it's so bad. Yeah, it's well, they don't really respond to it. They're just kind of like, yeah, uh, uh-huh, yeah, uh. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, I love you. Here's a video game because I don't know how to express my love. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. Batman Arkham City. I hope you like it, and uh, I'll Even see you in it's three months. Fucking way too old for you. You're not supposed to play. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 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 a tough thing. No, but. Here's what I want to really talk about. All this other bullshit is bullshit. Mm. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Mm. Let's talk dating, dating, because we've drifted sort of into, into relationships. relationships. Sorry. No, no, no. Podcast. Don't be sorry. It's great. It's all part of it. Um, Got to be honest. Not that sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I can tell you're not. I can tell you're not. You have the eyes of a man who's never sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's about to change. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Dating, what's your approach, man? What's your approach now? Because that's the problem I have and why I always... And, and by the way, female comics that may or may not be listening, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to date you. I'm just saying it's the only thing I seem to have done in recent years. And I, but, and I have no idea how to even expand out of that. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. But where do you start now? You're starting from scratch. You went through a breakup. Now what do you do to find the girl? I had another girl that I dated for, that I was in love with, and we dated. She was in love with me. We were in love. We dated, and I'm not kidding, for 16 days. <laughs> and it was Magi- amazing. Magical. And, yeah. then, and then and disaster. Then, and then, but there was no disaster. She just, whatever. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, so, Ooh. so, um, it was like some addiction, 12 steppy stuff on both of our parts. So, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like an episode of Marin. He almost did an episode. Of, I mean, he did do an episode about how he went through the five stages of a relationship in one weekend. Yeah. Be, you know, but I do that too. I, I, I'll meet a girl. This is partly why, by the way, let me just jump in for one second. This is partly why. When I have dated comics, it doesn't work out because what happens is you floor it. You hit the yeah. gas. Not because they're comics. Because you're excited. You, you hook up. You're excited, but you hook up. Then you bump into each other at a show. Hey, what are you doing? Want to come over? Yeah, what's going on? Then she's over, right? What do you got to do today? Nothing. Me neither. Nothing. Don't have a show till 930. Right. Let's lay around all day. And then now three weeks in, you've had an eight-month relationship. And it... You know, the 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 um, romantic part of that isn't the only thing that accelerates, as you know. All of a sudden, you're having fights, you know, two and a half yeah. weeks into something, and you're like, why are we fighting? Jesus, we just met. Yeah, I don't... I, I Look, I, the way I feel about that in this case was it, we could have taken six months. It would have been the same outcome, meaning we packed a lot into it, obviously. Right. But... Uh, it would have been the same outcome. So okay. I don't, like, I can't even say, like, I can't say it was a mistake. No, I don't think it is a mistake. I think Cause a, a mutual friend of ours that introduced us was like, you guys are going too fast, you got to calm down. And then it was like, yeah, but for fucking, for what? Exactly. But that's the thing. I don't think it's a mistake either. I think it's just an acceleration. You're expediting it. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It's, I don't, it's like when, when, uh, it's like when girls won't sleep with you because they're like, I like to wait until the, they have rules and stuff. It's like, yeah. all right, well, if you think that's going to affect the outcome, 
you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's wait three months to see if I get that dead inside feeling after I come. <laughs> but it's also... You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that what you mean. That can come after three months. You, yes. Because can, for three months, it could just be, I want to fuck this girl, and you don't even realize that's what it is. Of course, I've often thought there's a fine line between wanting to marry somebody and wanting just to fuck them one. I mean, like, yes. you don't know the... Like, yes. you need to get it out of the way. Absolutely. Because otherwise, again, uh, it's easy for us to say because it's less of an emotional uh, investment mm. to sleep with a girl than it is for them to sleep with us, from what I understand. Um, but Well, for some women. For some yeah. women, it's not. I've had girls, you know, they the second it's over, they're, they're up and putting their pants on. Yeah. And I've literally said to girls, don't you want to just stay and cuddle for a while? And they've kind of like... Yeah, I've had me. that where a girl yeah. was like, oh, you think I'm going to be one of those t-shirt girls? Where I'm like, baby, can I borrow a t-shirt? She's like, I'm fucking leaving. Oh, Jesus. Like, All right, great. That um, hurts. That hurts. So, yeah, I remember Patrice, I was on the road opening for him years ago, and I and I told him a story. I said, last night I had a one-night stand, and the girl got up and left immediately. And I was like, please don't leave. It's making me feel bad right now. And Patrice was like, just like shook his head like, mm, mm, and then went on stage and opened by telling the audience that story and then turned and looked into the wings where I was standing. And he goes, you fucking pussy. <laughs> awesome. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Um, but the acceleration thing, sorry. I yeah, I, I don't, I, I stand by it. Like I think it's I don't think it would have been a different outcome. No. In some ways it's like it's like you said, it's expedited. It's next day delivery. It's fast food. Yeah. It's fast food. Do I like a cheeseburger? I don't know. I've never had one. Don't make me wait twenty five minutes to yeah. get a gourmet cheeseburger. Throw me a fucking whopper right now. And also it's not yeah. It, yeah. So I so that was that. So now I've been dating and I'm on Tinder. Uh I don't get me started. Okay. I have a whole new bit about Tinder. Do people know Tinder? So far, when I've done the bit, they've known what I'm talking about. I'm right, curious. I have see. a pot potential bit about Tinder, but I don't trust me. It's not what mine is. Mine is like a vehement hatred. No, no, no. I Tinder. understand that, but I'm saying like I don't know. I'm afraid to oh. just go like. No, no, you no. guys know Tinder. It's just, yeah. I don't want to have to do a big long explanation. People know what it is. I'll tell you this much. At the very least, people in L.A. Fucking no Tinder, and people in New York know Tinder. Okay. I learned about Tinder when I was in uh, Colorado, in Denver. Um, so that's three cities at least where people okay. know about it. I, I don't right. think it's a secret thing. Okay. I don't think it's secret. I just don't want to be fucking going like, it's a website where yeah, you go. No, no, no. I, that's what I meant by secret. Yeah. I think like it, the cat's out of the bag on Tinder. Okay. So, um, so and so you do Tinder. Yeah. Oh, I hate it so much. I don't, I mean, look, here's I how I feel it. about Tinder. If you think I'm cute, then I am set. Right. Because if you think I'm cute, my personality's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking face is my weakness. <laughs> so if I get like past, if you like my face, wait till you fucking yeah. hear me yap. My Tinder picture should just be a profile of my upper torso so they can see the posture and the slight male tits. And if they can see that and they go, okay, I'm in, then it's like, yeah, yeah let's do this. Yeah. I'll make you laugh. Actually, there should be also a little sound bite under my thing of me complaining about something. 
And I feel like if we can get past that stuff, then they'll really like me. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you felt, yeah. So I do that. And uh, how's I, your success rate on it? In terms of what? Like the amount of girls that like me relative to how many I like? I think, no, I think success rate on Tinder needs to be defined by how many girls you've gone out with. Because everybody does the swipe bullshit on there where it's like, I'll just swipe every picture and then wait to see who connects with me. And then I'll just, if I like them, great. And if I don't, I don't give a shit. I think guys do that. I think girls do it too. I had a lot of connections when I was on there. And then, like, the girl wouldn't get back to me. And it was just like, oh, I clearly was just a, a swipe in your yes pile because you were tr going for efficiency right now. Oh, all right. That's, you know? that's, first of all, that's comforting because sometimes I'll like, the girl will like me. I'll be, I'll message her and nothing. Yeah. So now that I know it's, it ain't me, it ain't the kid. I, <laughs> uh, here's why I hate it if I could. Sure. Oh, wait, but what's your success for? How many girls have you gone out with? Um, six. For in how many months? In as many months. In, uh, yeah, let's go over a year. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like about the ratio. I Nine months, maybe? Yeah. That seems about what I would have had if I would have stayed on there. Yeah. There are other guys that are like... But I, the thing was, I, won't, I went off for like five months, so I don't know. Uh, so six and four, I don't know. I, I'm trying to get it correct because I don't... I, and a lot of times I'll take it off my phone right. just because it's such a fucking waste of time. It's an incredible waste of yeah. time. It's um, an incredible waste of time, and it's... My problem with it, and this is stuff that's in a bit, I'm not taking it out of the conversation, everybody, but um, my problem with it is it's not what you think it is. You say, I hate Tinder, and people go, oh, what's wrong with it? It just cuts through the bullshit. And it's like, no, that's not what I have a problem with about it. What I have a problem with about it is that people aren't using it to cut through the bullshit. People are using it to try to meet their soulmate. And it's like, fuck you. You want to meet your soulmate? Go on eHarmony, spend $30 and an hour. Invest $30 and an hour into your future. If you're on Tinder and we swipe each other, it is loose, fast dick time. That's it. That is the fucking point of it. And it's just, to me, so representative, and not everybody, obviously, but it is so fucking representative of this goddamn non-committal thing that's out there right now. Everybody wants to talk the talk. Nobody wants to walk the walk. You're on Tinder. Be down to fuck. That's the fucking point. But it's like people just like sitting there like the goddamn queen in Alice in Wonderland swiping. Like, hmm, I want the love of my life. No, swipe. No, swipe. Yeah. No, swipe. Why isn't this easier? Oh, great. Do we have more things to make young, rich, white girls feel entitled? Oh, this is another thing? This is awesome. Let's fucking... Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Should have said white. Hot. Hot girls. Uh, I didn't mean the racially, whatever it is. No. You know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, then, then and that just sounded like I was saying that only hot girls are white. That's not what I meant. I just meant bratty, you meant only hot, hot chicks. Only I, white girls are rich. I, no, that's not what I meant either. <laughs> I meant... I was thinking of bratty, rich girls, and I just thought of white girls. Yeah. That's what my point yeah. was. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't, again, like I said, like, I don't, I haven't met my soulmate. I've met, you know who I've met a couple times is girls who saw me do stand up yeah. and basically thought I was cute 
and then they saw me on Tinder. And then you get you give them some loose, fast dick. Uh, I haven't I'm grown just too kidding. much. No, I, I, <laughs> I'm joking. Dude. Honestly, I dated one girl, or I went on a couple dates with a girl, and you know the thing. The other thing is you can't. The thing that Tinder doesn't provide for is uh, chemistry. It's like you can't. There's no that's you have to go in person, uh, and see if you have like social chemistry and sexual chemistry, uh, and that's the and yeah. and that's sure. it. Because I can't if I don't have sexual or social chemistry with somebody. Like, I can't really pretend. I can't either. I cannot. My days. I will not sleep with them. You know, yeah. My days of sex with zero other connection are far behind me. Unless I'm like, you know, drunk and somehow get into a talking zone with a girl that I'm not really that into. But the whiskey makes me think I am, uh, you know, and even then very rarely. Do I ever go down that road again? Like sex without, I always was never that guy. Like even back in college, I remember I dated this girl. Uh, she was in one of my, I don't remember what class it was. It doesn't matter. But I was in a class with a girl. She was a year ahead of me. She was the picture of every girl that never would have talked to me in high school. She mm -hmm. was the cheerleader, the girl that would have dated the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. She was fucking beautiful. I talked to her all semester long. And finally, we ended up hooking up. I was beside myself. I couldn't believe it. And then after like two times of like hanging out, I just realized like what all her bullshit was. And I was just like, I can't do this with you. And then she was mad at me for not wanting to hang out with her. And all my friends were like, dude, that girl's so hot. You're crazy. What are you doing? And I was just like, dude, I can't do it. I can't fake it. If I don't want to be around you, I don't want to yeah, be around you. I always you. say it's, it's like a... Uh... It's like your brain says to your dick, like, what are you, why are you making me do this? Yeah. Like, why are you making me hang out with this girl? It's fucking boring. Yeah. And it's, it's a waste. It's a life suck. Yeah. You got to respect your dick. You can't, you can't treat your dick, you know, like he's a, some kind of foot servant. Like, get no, out no, there you're, and clean the dumpster. No, but that's not, <laughs> I, you got to respect your brain, I think. I think, I, the point of my story was my brain is kind of like, why are you, doing this like to the dick it's like kind of saying like why are you because the dick doesn't care well see here's the thing i think the dick's too dumb to care that's what i mean like yeah. so then the brain's like why are why this is a fucking waste of time right. you're wasting my right. time i know we're running in semantical circles but yeah that's why i look at it as respecting the dick because it's like a dumb guy that works for you and you're like and your your brain's like your wife that co-owns the shop going why are you making larry you know He'll fucking scrape the gum off the front sidewalk. Don't make him do that. That's not part of stock boy. Don't you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, get out there, Larry. You know, that's how I look at it. Like, okay. You have to stop, step back and go, hey, buddy, I'm not going to take advantage of you because you won't know that I'm taking advantage of you. You know, your dick just has this fucking ape strength to keep going all goddamn day. Yeah. You know, uh, yes. but like. Uh, so what I find is. I'll meet the girl. Right. And see if we have chemistry. And if we don't, then I try to, and then I just make an excuse for why I can't see her again. Right. I, that's it. I can't believe you even make an excuse. One date, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to, what am I going to break up with you? Because we, well, no, I just date. explain to her why I can't see her again. I'm not just going to be like, fucking, so, you know. Why don't you just not call her anymore? 
Uh, it's just one date. I mean, it's not. I don't. Think I agree. I just. I because I think I because it seems like a fair thing to do is just say like, hey, I don't think it's gonna. You know, I'm too old for you. Whatever. Yeah, to me, that's like breaking up with somebody after a date. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't think we're breaking up. I just think it's like just so you know, I'm not gonna call you anymore. Right. I'm not gonna text you anymore. Basically, I'll is what I'm more saying. More of a like a slow fade away. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I've a, done like, that also. Yeah. But I try to, uh, I try to just say, hey, it's. Well, you know what's interesting about your approach is I also think that's something that comes with age. You know, you're not that much older than me, obviously. Um, but I think every few years you get a couple ticks closer to 100% undiluted honesty. Yeah. In your approach with these things, and um, sorry to keep saying I have a bit, but another bit that I'm working on is like this concept of like dating in your 30s versus dating in your 20s like the the process the stair stepping up to marriage in your 20s is slow it's long you date for a few years you you know there's the courtship and there's the romance and then you date and then you get her the ring and then the ring's there for a few years and you get married and they do that for a few years and you go ah well it didn't work out and you're only 29 you know right. or 30 and it's okay in your 30s that process, once again, completely expedited. You know what I mean? You're, you're taking a 100% honest approach to it, and it's, it's far faster because you're like, I don't have time for bullshit. You're going to die. Yeah, exactly. And, you, and your, your fucking filters are on. You, you know what you'll yeah. accept and what you won't accept. And after two weeks, which is an exaggeration, obviously, but you're just like, okay, well, you, you don't make me want to slam my face through this window. So... Let's give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we could do this, you know? And then let's start at marriage. Let's start at marriage. And then if it doesn't work out, we're only 42. You know what I mean? And then we what can do, maybe What do you mean on. start at marriage? Let's date for two weeks and get married. <laughs> and let's just start there. I feel like you jump much faster into the... I'm exaggerating, obviously. <laughs> but I feel like you jump much faster into the hardcore relationship the older you get. Because you're just like, okay, we've, we've hung out for a few weeks... No red flags. You also know, yeah, you also know what works for you. Yeah, you don't annoy me. You haven't said anything yeah. racist. Uh, you're not too kooky religious. You know what was funny you is uh, I said I said the N-word around this girl I was dating, and she was like, whoa, dude, because she she'd never seen my act or anything. Right. And, uh, and I was like, it was fun. I was glad that she said, whoa, because it was like, I was like, okay, so you... You're uh, a decent person. Your Philly just came out hard. I just got to point that out. You went, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, hon. Dude, I said the end to this chick, dude. Uh, uh, and she was yeah, totally no, like, so, whoa, dude. Uh, so, no, I was glad that she was like, why are yeah. you there? I was like, yeah, I mean, you don't, I, I say it as a, for jokes. Yeah, you need, you, you need somebody to give you a little pushback. I like that this is this is it's just funny to me that you just told a story where you said and i said the n-word yeah why would you just say it now because you, you essentially did just say it because you just told a story about it wasn't like you told a story about i don't somebody know because it just sometimes i don't know it depends <laughs> i gotta be in a mood <laughs> honestly like i, I just don't i don't mood. have a hard and fast rule <laughs> other than i don't know sometimes i feel like I should say it, and sometimes I feel like I shouldn't. I know what you mean. Sometimes you feel comfortable enough to make a certain kind of joke or whatever. Yeah. I get like that. I also, like, like, my thing with the N-word is, like, I don't want to 
hurt anyone's feelings. So it's like, absolutely. Meaning, if you don't know me, and you don't know, and I don't know you, and you're black, and I say it, you're probably gonna, your feelings are gonna get hurt. Of course. So it's yeah. like I, uh, yeah. So whatever. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm sure you have a shitload of black listeners. So tons. Yeah. Tons. This podcast only runs on Power ninety nine in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. There are certain jokes um, that, yeah, it's like if I know you well enough, we can go to a real dark place together. Yeah. And if and if I don't, then we we probably can't. Yeah. You know what I the mean? The bit I was doing was basically a racist, religious fundamentalist watching the, uh, the the cosmos show. Uh-huh. With uh, with the black scientist, <laughs> yeah, and just going like, "What is this?" You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, you're doing. I also think that that's obviously. Do we have to even state this that that's completely different than dropping an end bomb? Like, yeah, just Neil deGrasse. I'm doing it as a character. Exactly. Who would say, yeah, without. But whatever. But again, fine. I get weird about uh, slurs about my own people. I'm Arab. I'm Arab, and I don't mean like if you say it. If you say it, I'll laugh my balls off. I get scared to to drop like camel jockey or whatever, and I'm a fucking camel jockey. You know what I mean? Like it. Makes oh, you're me... afraid to say you don't want a backlash from your own people. Not even from my own people. I think they would think it was funny. I just get scared at how offended people get at stuff. I know it's it's uh it's getting to the point where you can't even be racist. <laughs> It's like you can't even be racist. It's, like it's weird. It stinks. But you can't be racist about yourself. That's what's so crazy. Like, I, it, it, it freaks me out, man. Like, I, I, um, but, you know, it's interesting because as we sit here talking about dating and stuff like that, I think it is cool that that girl said, hey, whoa, dude, because I feel like that is the right amount of opposites versus similarities in the relationship. You feel comfortable enough with this person to make a joke, yet the two of you are different enough that she can have a different reaction to it, yet the relationship is strong enough and you guys are connected enough that that's not a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah, but, I, but having said that, there was I, one of the last times we hung out. That wasn't Great. why, that had nothing to do with it. Right. I don't want to fuck your point up. Right. I, I thought think it was I a great did. fucking point. It kind of was, it would have been. It, but but it's you, just a bad application. And you fucked it up. Uh, yeah, but I don't, again, I all that stuff about pushback, the the mistake I made for a long time was that when people go like relationships are hard work, I'm so like Irish Catholic that I would just grind myself into these relationships and go like they're hard work, Neil. If you're not happy in this relationship, it's your fault. You need to go to therapy. You need to figure this out. That's what you I know. do. And what I realized is that what you need, it, first of all, it's incredibly rare to find somebody that all of the all of your things line up. Uh, sexually, um, uh, interests, vibe, uh, energy, habits, mm. shit like that, and so now I just hold out. Mm. Just like no, I'm not going to settle for this. Yeah, you know the best advice I ever got uh, when it comes to picking your soulmate was from a friend of mine who's married, and I said, I said how do you how did you do it how did you figure it out man it's so hard and he said look he goes i'd never tell my wife this um and it's not a bad thing or a good thing she just might not understand fully where i was coming from he's like but when i met her i was dating some other people 
And I didn't force any one of those relationships, not, not exclusively dating, he was just dating. And I didn't try to force any one of those circumstances into a certain direction. I just realized slowly over time that my wife was the one I wanted to hang out with the most. And as I realized that, the other people disappeared, and once they were all gone, my wife and I became exclusive, and then we dated, and she was my girlfriend, fiance, so on and so forth. And they have a very, very happy marriage. And um, I think that's the trick. He was just like, dude, stop beating yourself up. You know what I mean? Like, like live your life, date whoever. You don't, oh, I used, I used to have a thing in my act where I'd say, you know, it really makes me mad where if I'm dating multiple people, girls will say, that's an ego stroke. You're an asshole. Do the other girls know about the other girls? And I say, no. Well, you're an asshole. You need to tell them. And it's like, my reaction would always be, I'm not allowed to fuck other girls when I'm married and I'm not allowed to fuck other girls when I have a girlfriend. When am I allowed to fuck other girls? When did that happen? When did this whole thing come to light where it's like you're seeing somebody, that's it, that's all you're allowed, that's the only thing. You know what I mean? Because then that whole, that's the mentality of the culture. Like, like, and you, I'm sure you've heard this bullshit. Well, I'm not your girlfriend, but we're, but we're not allowed to fuck other people. Well, what is that? Yeah. What does that mean? That's yeah. nonsense. That's stupid. It's non-committal. We're either doing it or we're not. And that to me is is that 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 like approach of like of like you're with me but you're not with me and you're not allowed to do this and these fucking stupid rules. That's why you carry this goddamn guilt. Because then you start dating somebody and you think you have to be a certain way and you have to tie yourself, you know, your boat to that post or whatever. And, uh, and then when it's not working out, you start doing the, the turn it inward shit, turning the gun on yourself and going, something wrong with me, and I'm fucked up, and I'm crazy. And it's like you're not. These things, Gary Shandling, to quote him again, said a great thing in an interview. I think it was with David Steinberg, and he said, you've never been married. Why is that? Like, why has it been such a hard decision for you to make? And Gary Shandling said, why wouldn't it be? It is an incredibly difficult decision and commitment to make to somebody and people don't take it seriously and really screw themselves up because of it. And I totally agree with that. It's not just a thing. You, you know, I remember once this couple we knew that a guy I went to high school with, um, him, him, he still lives in my, in, near my hometown. And uh, they were, him and his wife were going to break up or whatever. And uh, my mom said, you know, I heard so-and-so are going to get a divorce. Isn't that a, can you believe it? And I said, what part of that makes you surprised? What part of that surprises you? These two people, they were the first two people they've ever slept with. Then they got engaged and they got married right out of high school and then started having kids. Yeah. What do you think was going to happen? That's a fucking recipe for disaster. People charge into this thing because they're so scared of being left outside of the cult because it really is a cult. You know, I'm sure you felt that. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but you get older, man. When I got into my 30s, I started to be like, this is weird. Everybody around me has settled down. I'm getting invited to these dinner parties and these other things where it's all couples. And people are starting to say things to me like, Joe, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to get married? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? It's like, when it fucking happens, I'm sorry that I'm not part of this. You know, uh, what I find is people are, I, this is, I, this didn't work as a, 
I always say that when I hear that someone's getting a divorce, I get the same positive feeling that I do when I hear that the Yankees lost. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. I just, it's like the way they look at you when they're in love, they're in love, they get married sure. and they look at you like, mm, you should, you gotta work it out. Yeah. And then you kind of go, oh, wait. Yeah. I, it turns out you were just as fucked up. Right. I just acknowledge it. Right. I'm just in touch with my, not like I'm in touch with my fucked upness. I'm not opposed to getting married to somebody. Right. I mean, I don't, I'm not dying to get married, but I would love to love, be in love with somebody Absolutely. forever. That fucking would be awesome. Be wonderful. Yeah. But, but so when people get smug about it, I don't feel any pressure to get married. I just, I like just, it's like, mm. no, I don't feel any pressure either. The only time I, 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 I mean, I'm not saying the pressure isn't attempted to be applied by other people. I don't, I don't submit to any of it. Um, in fact, I told my mom once a few years back when she would go, when are you going to give me some grandkids? She would say that a lot. And, oh, I just wish you'd get married. I was like, stop. Stop saying that to me. Stop it. We had a fight about it. Well, I'm just saying, I don't care what you're saying. Stop saying that to me. Do you understand how guilty you're making? It's not fair. That's what you want. It's not what I Stop. And she stopped. And it's, it's bettered our relationship, actually. Yeah. I don't think that stuff is harmless, passive. No, it's passive aggression. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but the only time I, I sort of submit a bit to, to marital pressure is when I, I, it comes from me. Because I'll start to go, you're a comic. And you're out here on your own. And you tour around. And what if the big thing never comes? What if the big payday never comes? What if... That retirement money never gets there. What are you going to do, dude? You're going to die alone? You're going to be 55 years old chasing 25-year-old waitresses around a comedy club somewhere? You don't want to be that guy. Right. That's terrifying to me. And I guess... Yeah, but here's the other thing. I also don't want to be the guy in a shitty marriage. Of, well, the, yeah. Yeah. That, so when people go, God, you know, it's like it's the, Chris's joke about the old guy at the club. Yeah, I don't want to be the old guy in a shitty fucking relationship either. So Ooh, Chris Rock's yeah. joke? Yeah. What's like, the joke again? Just You just don't want to be the old guy in the club. Right. You're okay. not old. You're just too old to be in the club. It's like, and it's like, yeah, I don't want it. These are, I'd rather be Gary Shandling. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, Gary's, I mean, Gary's a weird guy, but like, uh, so am I. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, getting married, if I didn't want to, would be that would make me uh would make me go insane the way i look at it now i just <laughs> my definition of soulmate these days is like a roommate that i get to have sex with sometimes that's really how i see it you know a girl that i've sort of had a, a involvement with on and off and sporadically through the years who's we've never been we've never lived in a close enough kathleen practice. madigan go ahead yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we've never, by the way, it's not Kathleen Madigan. Uh, uh, she right. and I have had a thing, a history. Is not, that true? Not romantic, uh, but we had a beef at one point, so I'm just. I believe that. What yeah. was it about? Oh, wow. I don't even know if I should trudge up this story, but in in. in Simple, the simply fast story version uh, version of the story. I did. I auditioned for Last Comic Standing years ago when she was a judge. It was her aunt and Alonzo Bowden. Um, she was 
her and aunt were particularly mean to me um, and really condescending uh, in a way they didn't need to be. Um, I left. I went and did a podcast and shit on Last Comic Standing and took some really hard shots at Kathleen Madigan and uh, Ant. And I took a few shots at Alonzo, too. And, and Alonzo and I are friends now. Like, it's all water under the bridge. Um, and I shouldn't have said anything about him. Um, but uh, it got pretty... She heard it, and then, like... And then Alonzo emailed me, and that started a conversation between Alonzo and I. And that led to us making up and me apologizing to him, which I felt was absolutely the right thing to do. Um, but Aunt and I never, I mean, I didn't know the guy to begin with, and Kathleen and I never spoke. And then I heard some, I don't, look, I don't know if they're true, but I heard some stories. Let's just say we were booked on the same TV show, the three of us, meaning Aunt, Kathleen, and myself. And the stories that I heard were meaning stories, meaning the booker of the TV show calling my managers <laughs> and being like, what's going on here? We're getting pushback from Aunt right. and Kathleen about him being on the show. And they tried to basically have me so, yeah. supposedly removed from the show, yep. which really bothered me because it was like, so I can audition for your show and you can shit on me. But then if I go shit on you on, on, my show, yeah. meaning a podcast, yeah. uh, I'm somehow out of line, yeah. or whatever. Should I have done it? Shouldn't I have done it? I don't know. Uh, I got a lot of nice support from comedians that heard it, so that was cool. Um, and, uh, and I got a pat on the back from some guys I really looked up to, so that was nice. But, you know, at the end of the day, who fucking cares? Yeah. Now I got to have this weird exchange every time Kathleen Madigan's name comes yeah. up. Was it worth it? <laughs> was it worth it? To have to tell this story every time? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Well, uh, if I met her now, I I wouldn't even care, you right. know. But like, and I would love to actually talk to her and just be like, "Hey, can we just be pals?" Uh, anyway, we didn't date Neil. Is off the and on, yeah. You were off and on with. We were girl. off and on. It was actually Aunt and I uh, that were off and on, and uh, and then he uh, took the Celebrity Fit Club job from me, and yeah. I I couldn't get over it. That was my gig. Uh, anyway, here's the thing. It was my gig, Ernie. I see you chuckling over there. Those people didn't know who fucking Dustin Diamond was until I put that name in their ear. Uh, anyway, what were we talking? Oh, girl, off and on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she texted me recently and said, um, so she, we'll text each other food texts. I'll be like, she'll be like, I'm at Burger King right now. I'm getting the big king. It's back. And I'll be like, I'm so jealous. Or I'll go to Pizza Hut and I'll text her like pictures of the breadsticks. You know, we, we yeah. really enjoy like fatty talk. Yeah, yeah. And um, and she sent me one of those texts one day, and I said to her like, uh, you know, oh, you're talking like my soulmate right now. And she was like, let me describe to you what a soulmate should be. And she hit all three points. She was like, you can lay around in your underwear together. You can pig out on the couch together. You can watch movies all day. And I was like, well, you just basically described us. And she was like, yeah, I'm describing it per our common interests or whatever. And that's really when it clicked in my head. I was like, that is really, I think, what a soulmate is. It's like a roommate that you have sex with sometimes. Yeah. And like you said, the sex is 5% maybe. Yeah. If you fuck like animals. Yeah. You know, but... Um, but really, the other the other 97%, you know, realistically, is just hanging out, 
Yeah. You know, it's can we go to a diner? Do you get as excited about the weird Reese's peanut butter cake that this diner does that has that I do? Yeah. Do you want to drive 22 minutes out of the way to go to the movie theater with the weird stench because we think it's funny? Yeah. Versus the AMC or whatever. That's the that's the fucking meat. Yeah. Do you want to go get lost in Amoeba with me? Let's do it. Here's you know? what you're describing is luck. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I'm not I'm not kidding. I know you're not. It's just funny. The the the, the truthful candidness of it is what's funny. It's luck. It's fucking luck. Right. It's just luck. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's like your camera. It's your fucking weirdness and her weirdness and timing and you meet and uh, you're not seeing anybody you're it's in it's 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 luck that's why the idea yeah like the idea of one soulmate to me is so bananas like well i i i think that's a wonderful place to bring it to a close i really do because i totally agree yeah it is luck and as i said at the beginning this is a game that's all it is we're just all playing a game and it's a luck thing it's the casino it's yeah. not football. It's the casino. Yes. You're in there going, I could use this 500 bucks yeah, to fix my you know car. What it, you know what? It, it's craps. Yeah. You got yeah. fucking some over here on eight. <laughs> you got the to snake eyes. You yeah. got, and you go, oh, yeah. And then half the, what's funny is with craps, half the time you'll forget you had money on something. Yeah. And they're like, hey, and they send you money. You're like, what the fuck did I do for this? And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I put it down on the snake eyes. Because I'm smart. Exactly. Yeah, and that's like the girl that you don't think about that often. Yeah, that all of and a sudden does this uh, incredibly yeah, sweet thing yeah, for you, and you yeah. go, why have I not paid attention to yeah. this girl? Um, yeah, and just like in a casino, there are, probably, there are probably more productive ways to spend your time and money, but you want to see if you can win the game. Right. And uh, hopefully we all will one day. Uh, who knows? And it goes back to a joke. I think it's a Joan Rivers joke about Vegas and it I it applies to romance. Uh it's the only Vegas is the only place where dissatisfied customers keep coming back. Yeah. And that's like that's how I always felt about romance. It's like, no, this doesn't this is fucking impossible. I lose repeatedly. Yeah. And yet I'm compelled to keep going on Vegas.com. <laughs> Because you just might win. Because I, you never know. God damn! If you, you don't you play, win, you can't win. If you win, that house is paid for, baby. Yeah. Uh, Neil, thanks so much. Jojo, my pleasure. This was great. Yeah. You want to plug anything besides your podcast? Nah, you know. They, plug it. iTunes. Oh, the Champs is the name of the podcast. The Champs. Listen to it. Check out Neil's special. Yeah, yeah. Women it's in on Black iTunes. Dudes. It's not. Yeah, it's on iTunes. It's on. It's on YouTube and it's on ccdirect.com. Yeah, and go direct.cc.com. It's five dollars. Go see him live. I, I I can't stress that enough. I find Neil to be really really funny and and a risk taker on stage. He says he'll go into places that a lot of guys won't, and uh, I think it's really great. I, sometimes I'll say nigger. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. I felt it that time. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, I, I gotta go. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs>